you guys come on, Bukala. How was your weekend? Uh, restful. Let me, let me, let me use that word. Okay, good. Good morning, Lagos. Welcome to another edition of Business of Power in partnership with Naira Metrics. It's a wonderful Monday, and today we're talking about, I don't want to say numbers, I don't want to say statistics, um, but it's about data, it's about insights, it's about knowledge. Uh, and we have our guest in the studio, um, a geologist turned data scientist. Um, and she's trying to revolutionize the way we look at data science, especially for women um, and for girls as well. Um, she introduced herself in a bit, but it's quite interesting um, to know. I mean, one of the things she mentioned was the fact that um, the demand for data scientists has grown, I mean, um, rapidly in the last few years, and particularly if you look at the number of vacancies or jobs that are opening up in that field. So um, if you're looking to do a career change, you're looking to um, add additional skills, I think you'd want to listen and take a few pointers from this whether you're a business, an individual, or an established corporate. So, can we meet you? Hi, Lagos. Good morning. My name is Yvonne, um, Yvonne Alozi, and I am the Director of Programs at GetGo. And I love data science and every career that stems from data science. Um, so, yeah. Did I talk about this one? Please go ahead, good girl. Yeah, <laughs> I like the name. Or the name is interesting. I don't. Um, if you tell us how you came about the name and what what it's what you do. Okay. Um. So how did I come about the name? I knew I wanted a name that someone would hear and just know that I had something to do with tech. And it was really hard. But then I knew. Okay. 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 So gets when someone says gets, they they think tech, right? So I thought about. I don't know. Yeah, there are, there are some tech companies that have Git something. Yeah, GitHub, Git <laughs> this, Git that, yeah, GitLab, yeah. yeah. So uh, it was just easy for me to take out the last part and replace it with girl. Um, and then, but then I also gave it some more meaning. Uh, what does it mean to be a Git girl? So you can actually be a Git girl. A Git girl is someone who's curious. A Git girl who is someone who is trying to make um, a life for herself in um, the tech space. And... Um, it just started as a simple project to try to get more women to upscale in tech, uh, get more women to improve their skill levels, raise the bar from the, for themselves. Get girl. Get girl. Yeah, G-I-T. Okay. G-I-T. G-I-T. Okay. Then girl. Okay. Yeah, like that word. Okay. Yeah. So that's how it started. But now we run a full academy with about seven data science online courses, um, seven different courses, so there's data engineering, data analytics, you name it, both for beginners, both for advanced learners. So yeah, and it's targeted at women of any age, 18 to 45. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's the definition of any age, 18 to 45. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so tell us some of your services. Some, one of some of the things you do, um, you know, people apply mm-hmm, yeah. um, to get on your program, mm-hmm. and they go what on the training for how long? Six months. Yes, yes. So um, you apply to get on the program, and if you're accepted, you go on the training for six months, and within the six months, you go through a period of very core learning where you try to build up your portfolio. Um, you, you've also selected a track. 
right? So you're specializing in one of the fields in data science. Can you tell us some of these fields? Okay, so there's data science itself, which can lead to an artificial intelligence path. Then there is data analytics. Some people just like to do the analytics part of things, and that's where business intelligence analytics comes into play. Some people do predictive analytics as well. People do marketing analytics. Um, then there's data engineering. Uh, these are guys who build pipelines, and their roles, like in a data circle, is quite different. So they prepare the structure for the data that the workflow data uses, and their data analysis analyze. So that's data engineering, and yeah, there are so many other very smaller parts, but these are like the three major tracks that we focus on. And um, when you're done, during the six months, we you get an internship placement uh, for about two months. And, uh, you know, an unpaid internship placement, but that helps you just learn what it feels like to be out there in the field as, yeah, as a data scientist or as a data analyst. And then afterwards... You have another six months where you now get a paid internship to build up your skills from rookie to about a junior analyst level. Then we try to support you as much as we can to give you a very good job um, where you build yourself from a junior analyst or a junior scientist to a senior scientist or consultant. But the most important thing is that we want to be there for you, um, for any woman in our program all through. So you don't, you know, we're, we're making sure that you're taking your development into account and making sure that you're working on projects that can actually help you grow as an How long have you, have you been doing this for? Uh, we started concepting and partnerships and all of that March last year. So we're officially a year old. Um, but our first cohort started in October 2018. So you're still running your first cohort right there? Yes. When are you opening up for, opening the doors for the second cohort? Uh, currently we are, um, this is actually the last week open for enrollment. So we've been enrolling since March. How can people apply? Uh, they just need to go to the website, uh, G-I-R-L okay. dot C-O. Okay, dot C-O. Yeah. Yeah. You just need to go there. So, G-I-T-G-I-R-L dot C-O. Exactly. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, what happens? Um, you go through this, you get a six-month internship. Um, is there, what, what kind of jobs can you get? Where are the places you can get these jobs? And do you have relationships with these companies? Oh, yes. companies like- so, part of what we did, even before we launched the first cohort, was to try to secure hiring partners and project partners. And the project partners, um, you know, help out with the unpaid internship placements, the ones that ha- the one that happens during the first six months, and then the hiring partners take, you know, take responsibility for the students when they graduate. And um, we do have these partnerships in place. Um, we actually also have a partnership that can allow that like a talent accelerator that can actually allow you work remotely for companies outside of the country or even send you outside of the country as well. So it's very important for us to secure these partnerships because we want to really give the best to the graduates of the program. So yeah, we do. So it's safe to assume you're not earning any money right now. You're not. Are you earning an income right now? Oh, the business generating revenue right now? So they pay for the courses. But how did you get funding? So you have seven um, 
Um, so how many? So what's the size of your cohort first? Let's just talk about that. The size of the cohort. Yes, yeah. Okay, we had about fifty-five people who started the data analytics um, last year. So initially, we had just one course, and then we branched out into different other courses before the second enrollment to happen. Uh, so yeah, and we still have. There's been a bit of churn, but we still have uh, quite a number of people in the program. So how did you get funding to start? How we got funding to start? And how you got the funding to stand? Because I, I can imagine, I mean, the courses. It's costing you to. Yeah, it is. To deploy those courses, um, mode of learning is what online and physical is a hybrid mode. Yeah, it's like a hybrid mode, but um, physical is not physical lectures. It's more like uh, physical hackathons, study groups, um, career fairs, stuff like that. So it's not like peer review sessions. Peer review sessions, exactly. Um, but it's the, the course itself is being deployed online. And to answer your question, we got a grant to start. Okay. <laughs> we got a grant to start, and um, it was a small grant, but it was something that helped us start. And we've received another grant while on the program um, since we started as well. Much uh, bigger grants. <laughs> Not yet. Some grants are really structured, but I think so far we've also just been sustaining ourselves with um, the fees from the students. So we have like a very interesting model where students can um, pay monthly. And so we did, we did, we did, we did quite a very good um, prediction on financials before starting. I wouldn't say everything has gone smoothly so far in terms of that part, but we are fine. For your year old, you yeah, said your yeah, year old. Yeah, so. operation, um, the first cohort started in. Okay. But you've been in operations since March last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So before you started. Earning revenue. I mean, you needed some funding, yeah. so you must have dipped into that. So, um, what are your challenges? You say you're fine, you're okay. What are the challenges you're facing? Uh-huh. So, <laughs> so yes, because um, this is Nigeria, getting, there are challenges. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. yeah, 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 getting women to understand that this is an opportunity. So, electricity is not your challenge. Transportation is not your challenge. Internet is not, internet access is not your challenge. None of those are your challenge. Your primary challenge is getting the women to understand. If we can break that, <laughs> if we can break that, I think we're good, really. So give, give, give me an example of what you, what you mean by that. So what has anybody told you when you try to explain to them what you hear from them or what's, I mean, just give me, give me a practical so example. We, 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 why we, initially we didn't have like preliminary courses or courses for beginners. But then we got to understand. So, if you, okay, from the root cause analysis we ran, we realized that there are so many factors and that are, you know, stopping women from getting into the program. There's the transition factor. So, you find out that a lot of girls are currently doing science related courses in school. And, but they don't just continue because, you know, nobody is there to tell them that, oh, the course you're doing is actually valid and you are needed as a woman in STEM. So nobody's there to create that opportunity for them. So it just fizzles away. It just fizzles away. Uh, another factor is the skill gap issue. Um, so there was a time when it was very important for women, for everybody, to know how to use any of the Microsoft Office and that was because employers demanded that. You know, you probably wouldn't get a job or into an interview 
if you didn't have any of the skills. At least it showed that you were computer literate, right? But I feel like the bar just stopped going up since then. So for some people, it felt like it was just like the basic skill they needed to have. And like, as far as I can use a computer, I'm fine. I would go to a company and they train me. I'll go to their training school and I'll start doing the routine job they give me for the next many years of my life. So, so many women got comfortable and so many employers stopped demanding growth. Mm-hmm. And even when they do, sometimes it's very career specific. So it's like career certifications, you know, like the professional certifications and not the other tech skills that you can apply to different industries regardless of your role. So employers stopped demanding growth. A lot of people stopped raising the bar. They started getting. I'm not sure. I'm, I mean, maybe I don't understand it. Could you, could you explain that a bit? As in, why you say employers stopped demanding growth? Um, because, I mean, last I checked, except you're doing waste management, you're doing even haulage, I mean, even all of those things require some level of technical um, ability. You know, in there. So, you know, I've worked in corporate organizations here and. It was a given that you needed to be computer literate. I mean, you need to know, you need to know how to use certain things. So I'm not sure. Maybe you want to clarify about what you mean by employer so stuff demanding growth. Like I said, like you said, it was a given that you had to be computer literate. Yes. So for a lot of people, that's where it stopped being computer literate, knowing how to just do the job you're given. Mm. So personal development and just improving the tech skills that you have was not. They didn't see it as a necessity. Or as something that is needed. Um, the employers themselves didn't. That's exactly what they I didn't mean. require. Exactly. They, they didn't. They didn't know those themselves. So, <laughs> yeah. um, so that's exactly what I'm saying. So that uh, it's it, you know as long as the the employers are not requesting for that, yeah. So um, employees will not feel like they need. So they won't go out of their way to actually get the skills, all right? So employers need to place a demand so you're actually uh, sort of motivated Mm -hmm. to get those skills. All right, good one. All right, um, it's still Business Half Hour here on Classic FM 97.3. We'll take a break and we'll be right back. And we're talking about data analysis, right, Tyrone? Yes. So we'll go into business intelligence when we come back. So this is going out to keep girl, every woman out there. You know, women wear many hats. They're at the, they're in the boardroom. Before you know it, they're in the kitchen. Before you know it, they're elsewhere. So aren't we powerful? Women are powerful. We are powerful. We're every woman. That's what Yvonne is trying to bring out. She's trying to bring out the potential in you. That's what girl is all about. This is still business of our 
in partnership with Learning Metrics. I still have Yvonne here, and we're talking women empowerment through technology. We're talking business intelligence, um, which we'll talk a bit more about now. Um, you're, you're a strong proponent for business intelligence and saying everybody should you don't develop, you need to develop a skill set. Companies need to do with them to need to have a, an appetite for business intelligence right from an early age or from inception. So, um, how are you helping solve this or how are you helping promote this? So, um, well, we've started by education and um, we're trying to develop the workforce that can make this happen. So data professionals are very scarce, actually, and they're pretty expensive because they're scarce. So, and it's a very tough skill to acquire. Um, we're trying to get more people into the space as data professionals and we believe that the one of the important ways to do that is to help women get into it as well because uh, women just don't feel like they need to rush into these things so we're creating that opportunity for them um another thing we're trying to do is actually help business owners um female founders gain the skills um the simple skills of business intelligence and business intelligence is not it, it doesn't have to be that expensive because some of the tools can be, but there are affordable tools. But it also has to start with the mindset, right? Um, understanding what business intelligence actually is, understanding why it's actually very important. Um, to start with, maybe let's talk about what business intelligence is. Business intelligence is simply trying to make sense of all of the data you have. Every business is a data function. You get data from different places, from your financials, from your uh, customer feedback, from your uh, customer customer data, from sales data, from marketing data. Uh, you're getting data from everywhere. And what are you doing with it, actually? How are you getting the best out of your data? And uh, business intelligence can be applied to so many ways, risk analysis, financial analysis, budgeting. Uh, marketing analysis it can be applied to all of this so the the process of using the data derived from your business to come up with different solutions that can help promote your business is what business intelligence is and there are so many ways to adopt this without using um, any of the very expensive bi tools that are available in the market and um, the first way to start is by asking one question and that is you know what is your information really um and then to do this you have to find out how many departments are within your company and then you have to ask each and every one of the departments to ask what their business challenges are and you know like to on you have to understand what their business needs are and then doing that can help you decide what kind of data they need to answer their questions and from understanding what kind of data they need, you have to also ask who is going to analyze the data. Is it the top executives? Is it the junior um, staff? Who needs to analyze the data and where would the data be gotten from? So there are very simple ways to start building a customer relationship management system, for instance. And you can use a spreadsheet to start that. You can use a spreadsheet key in a live Google form that can help you track real-time data and um yeah and you know these are skills you actually have to learn because there's a technical aspect to them but so uh, I, I hear that i mean but 
So some people will say, what's the what's the benefit to us? I mean, mm-hmm. um, is it to make smarter business decisions? Um, is it to smash marketing and sales goals? Mm-hmm. Um, um, deepen customer knowledge. I mean, some people will say um, to develop a customer intimacy, you know, mm-hmm. a program. Maybe to just to deliver outstanding customer experience, mm-hmm. you know. So, um, and it also just helps the business make more money. Well, ultimately, if you yeah. make smarter business decisions, you're able to. Um, see, um, make you more efficient and hopefully help you either save on cost, save costs or to generate to increase revenues. Mm-hmm. Um, if you at least if you know what your customers want and your clientele um, want, um, in that sense. But for, so if, if I'm a small business, I'm starting out now, what exactly? So just give me quick, um, quick, um, a, a crash course in, in the next two minutes. Okay. Uh, so I, I would, I would, I would give an example on what we, what we did or our own approach to business. Okay. Here it goes, here it goes, here it goes. Okay, Clock is ticking. <laughs> okay. So the first thing we did was to try to um, get data on what people actually needed. And we sent out interest forms. So we got about 300 uh, responses to these forms. And then we analyzed the data in a spreadsheet. So frequently we've had to, or consequently we've had to send out multiple forms depending on whichever product that we want to launch because we want to understand um, the market needs, right? And we so research, you need to research, research your market. Yeah. Okay, so we tie these forms to uh, a spreadsheet which serves as our own internal CRM, that's a customer relationship management system. And we get um, the data keyed into the spreadsheet in real time. So as it's being done, um, I'm data analyst, so I analyze the data. And it's, I also need a fresh pair of eyes that, you know, that can look at the data. So I send the data as well to other people that can look into it or my partners and other stakeholders within the company. So it's important to do that. Um, the second thing you need to do is to understand where you're getting your different data from. There are different, you have different data pools that are in silos. So if you use a WordPress site, for instance, and there's a form attached to your site, make sure that you're constantly downloading, um, you're downloading the, the form, you're exporting the form from your WordPress site and you're, you know, keying it into your, your CRM, that is your customer relationship management. You can also get data from your payment gateway, uh, make sure because they have customer data and you want to understand the payment, um, behavior of your customers. So you can get that from them. You can also get data from your social media platforms. Um, and then, you know, there are just wherever you think that whatever tool, whatever tech tool that you're using or that's integrated into your business that you think or you know produces data, make sure that you have periods, uh, it could be twice a month or once a month, that you are actually downloading this data and pin it into one platform that can enable you make uh, a collective decision on what the data is trying to tell you. Um, that is important. If you do not know exactly how to make sense of the data, then you can try to get um, expert eyes to look at the data, or you can probably do a little bit of research online on how best to do that. So, so. I don't have a skill set. I don't have any interest in trying to do that. I'm trying to raise funds or I'm trying to grow the business, trying to improve my sales. I know it's important, but it's going to just distract me. Before I, I mean, there's a always learning curve at a certain point, always steep. Mm-hmm. You know, so I want to do that. So can I approach Keep Girl and say, look, throw some of your interns my way, um, unpaid internship, let them run through this, and then provide me with the Please. Um, so some of our projects, and we do that for startups and small businesses. So we have project partners, we have partners. So our project partners are the ones that um, give our students a chance to work 
doing the on-page internship careers and you know you could be a small business you could be a medium business so yes we have room for that you can always approach get girl and you're like okay yo we're gonna throw you a number of interns maybe two maybe three depending on businesses and you know they get to do stuff for you for like two months so in five years where do you see get girl how many women do you hope to have trained and empowered how many girls do you hope to have trained and empowered um so we what kind of impact do you hope that your graduates or your the fellows or what do you call them get girl get girlers or <laughs> you know what they so for us what the future looks like we usually say something in house where you know we want to train 13 million women that's a definite okay 10 so, years 13 yeah. million mm-hmm. So, um, but we, we want, for the future, we know that we Why want... Why 13 million, if I may ask? And we've understood of what is the size as even by the thing, like a fraction of that size of the market. So, yeah, so we know that within the age range that we're looking at, we can get a good, we can get a good person if we're able to penetrate deeply, um, improve access to the program as much as we can. So- Mm-hmm. So and that's roughly what one one point two million a year. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's 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 going to be hard, but we believe that we can at, at least achieve a good percentage of that. How many are you going? Are you hoping to train in twenty nineteen? In twenty nineteen, uh, that's this year. Yeah. Five hundred. I'm just trying to do the deduction <laughs> from the 13 million. Let's see how far I'm going. Sometimes you just right have to start and yeah. before you know it just blows yeah, in your face. Yeah. <laughs> so sometimes, you know, even by the next year, you've done two, mm-hmm. two X of what yeah. you did last year, by year, like five X like that. It's all about starting. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. No, I mean, mm-hmm. great stuff. First year, you're doing great. You're, you're above water. You're not just floating. Um, you know, and I think that's remarkable. Other businesses struggle to be able to even um, generate the kind of revenues that they want within the first year. I think you got a good start, good head start, a good boost. Um, in that sense that, um, I think it's phenomenal what you're trying to do with women. Um, I think there's a lot of sensitization that still needs to go on as to what the opportunities are and why women, you know, can also get in there. To be honest, it's gender agnostic. It's just really, if you can, if you're good at it, you can't do it at all, to be honest. So great stuff, great stuff. It's been a pleasure speaking with you, Yvonne, um, this morning. Um, Hope to hear more good things about you soon enough. Thank and you, Lagos. This has been the business of I want to add my your first t shirt and the first baseball hat. You must send mine. Yeah, no bucket list or wish list. She's gonna Size start enrolling now. Maybe she'll be your she'll be your next in part of your next cohorts. Oh, that would be nice. You don't have an OAT on the program. So maybe business intelligence for, for, for radio stations, who knows? Yes, for for me for the media. We're trying to call a program for the finance uh, industry. So yeah, we're, we're, it'll soon be industry specific. So, yeah. so I'm looking forward. <laughs> yes, we have to go now. This All has right. been today's edition of Business of Our in partnership with Aerometrics. Bukola. Thank you very much. It was nice having you in the studio. And all the best. Enjoy the rest of the day.